You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. As we go through the third chapter of Yivamot, we encounter more and more brain teasers. But these brain teasers, essentially, um, they repeat the same principles. So it, it's as if what Rabbi Yudana is doing here is reinforcing what are maybe quite complex principles by just repeating them again and again in different brain teasers. So he talked about the situation of four brothers of whom two are married to two sisters. And now in the fourth Mishnah, we're going to go over the same ground, but we're now going to go over it with three brothers two of whom are married to two sisters. And look, here's the picture. To make, the picture is on the source sheet. And I'm referring actually now to Alice and Betsy, Alex, Bob and Charlie. So in other words, I've abandoned the biblical, I've abandoned the biblical names. I think maybe they're too, too complicated because they're, they have associations, of course, with families we know about. And um so it, I'm just enabling them A, B, C. So Alice and Betsy, Alex, Bob are the two sisters and Alex, Bob and Charlie are the three brothers. And on the source sheet, the any anybody who dies is greyed out. So let's jump into the Mishnah. So we got three brothers. That's Alex, Bob and Charlie. And two of them were married to two sisters. That's Alex, Alice and Betsy. And the important thing is that these are married to two sisters who, well, they're married to two women who have a connection. So they're married to two sisters or maybe, or maybe they're married to a woman and her daughter. Or maybe they're married to a woman and her granddaughter. Or Isha Uvat Bna. Maybe they're married to a woman and her granddaughter on her son's side. Haru Hare Elu Cholzot Velo Mit Yabmot. They perform Chalitza, but they don't perform Yibum. So Alex and Bob die. So the both wives should go to Charlie for Yibum, but Charlie is now connected. He's now Zakuk. Remember, we said that the Rusha Zakuk is chained. Charlie's now chained to two women who are related to one another. And we have a verse in Vayikra. We know that's forbidden. So he can't, he can't, he can't perform Yibum for either of them. So they both have, they both have to give Chalitza. They both have to give Chalitza. They perform chalitza, but not yibum. And Rabbi Shimon Poter. So Rabbi Shimon says, actually, Rabbi Shimon exempts. Rabbi Shimon says, look, they don't need to do chalitza. So we have a verse in Vayikra that we can't take two sisters. So Rabbi Shimon would say, you know, this is such an impossible situation that the, the 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 relationship of yibum never arises, and because it never arises, it never needs to be dissolved via chalitza. That's where Rabbi Shimon is coming from. And by the way, the, the halacha doesn't go according to Rabbi Shimon, but that's Rabbi Shimon's 
that's Rabbi Shimon's, um, uh, that's his underlying reason. And the Mishnah continues, One of them was forbidden to him by a prohibition of incest. So, one of, so in other words, he couldn't marry them for a reason other than the fact. He's, he's got some other relationship with other Alice, with, with either Alice or Betsy. So he can't, Charlie can't marry either Alice or Betsy for some other reason. At that point, um, let's say he's forbidden to marry one of them. That means he's permitted to marry the other. If he's for, completely forbidden to, to one of them, then this dual bond no longer exists. We saw this before in the second Mishnah of the chapter. And so he's permitted to the other one, and she can perform either Khalitsa or Yibum as she chooses. Isur Midvavi, Isur maybe there's a less stringent prohibition, a, a, a prohibition of holy of a commandment or holiness is the way the Mishnah expresses it. The prohibition of a commandment might be, for example, you know, a, a forbidden a, a relationship which is forbidden by the rabbis. Uh, a, a prohibition of of kedusha might be perhaps, for example, Kohen Gadol, the high priest, being married to a divorced woman. These are secondary prohibitions, and the halacha there is cholzot velo mitiabot. There they perform chalitza but not yibum. This is according to Rabbi Shimon. What if? we already had some kind of relationship there. And so the Mishnah now is going to go on with a different combination of deaths. Shloshachim. So we still got three brothers. Shnaimahim nusu'im hayot. Two of them are married to two sisters. Same situation. Vechad mufne. One's free. But this time only one husband dies. Mate echad. Just one of the two sisters' husbands died. And I put the diagram again on the source sheet. So we've still got Alex and Bob and Charlie and Alice and Betsy. But this time, Alex dies. Bob is still alive. Bob is still alive. So this is a simpler position. We've only got one. We've only got one widow and one unmarried brother. So... Clearly, the unmarried brother, Bob, can perform Yibum for Alice if he, if he chooses to do so, or if they both choose to do so. So what happens? So the Mishnah is now going to describe another complication, because the Mishnah is clearly not going to leave us with a simple example of one, brother, one unmarried brother and, and one widow. So... So So one of the sisters' husbands died. So the one who's free agrees to marry the widow with a ma'amar. We've learned the expression ma'amar before. A ma'amar is equivalent in the land of Yibum, in the world of Yibum, to Kiddushin. So rather than consummating the marriage with his Yuvama, he either gives her a document or he gives her money, just as Kiddushin can be carried out via a document or via money, to indicate, to promise that he is going to carry out Yibum. And just as Kiddushin betrothal is considered a, a, an act that um, 
it's an act so close to marriage that it requires a get to untie it. So amar, a betrothal to someone who you're going to perform yibum with, a, a betrothal from a man to a woman in the case of yibum, is considered by the rabbis an act so close to yibum that it requires a get to undo. It's a close relationship. So what happens? Let's read on in the Mishnah. Ve'asaba mufne ma'amar. So the unmarried brother performed ma'amar. Ve'achakach mate. And then he, and then, and then the second brother, and then the second brother dies. So now we've got two dead brothers. But we, we've got two dead brothers. And he has an obligation for Yibum on both of them. But he's already connected to one of them. He's already connected to one of them. Now, we know that in the case where just the two brothers die simultaneously, we know that we can't do Yibum. They both have to give Chalitza. Or in the case of Rabbi Shimon, they're so far from Yibum that there's not even an obligation to do to do Chalitza. They both have to. Th th there's neither Yibum nor Chalitza. But in this case, there are two widows, but one of them is already connected. One of them is already connected to um, uh, to Charlie via Ma'ama. So what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? Beit Shammai Omrim. So Beit Shammai say, look, his wife, that is the person he's done Ma'amar with, remains with him. And the other one's exempt because she's his wife's sister. You can't marry your wife's sister. So Beit Shammai regard the Ma'amar as having essentially permanent legal standing. The Ma'amar has been given. Charlie is married to Alice. Beit Hillel don't view a Ma'amar with quite the same power. Beit Hillel Omrem. Beit Hillel says he must send his wife away with a get and with chalitz. In other words, he gives her a get to dissolve the mamar. And now, of course, he's in a situation of owing yibum to possibly two sisters. And we know the halacha is when you owe yibum to two sisters, you can't do anything with either of them. They both need to give chalitza. So after giving the get to dissolve the mamar, she then needs to give him chalitza. And similarly for the other, for the wife of his other brother. So one woman gets a get and gives chalitza, and the other woman gives chalitza. Zohi Shamru, the Mishnah continues. And you sense, by the way, something about the Mishnah's view of Yibum now. The, now, I think we regard Yibum as a, it's embarrassing, it's disgusting, it takes away from the agency of the woman. We we regard Yibum now with 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 suspicion, and yet clearly the sages of the Mishnah see something positive and um, protective about Yibum that it stops the it, you know it stops a widow with no children being chucked out on the street, and so the Mishnah says quite sadly, Zohi Sham Amru. This is the case in which they said. Oilo Alishto, woe to him because of his wife, that is the woman to whom he recited a ma'amar. The oilo al eshet achiv, and woe to him because of his brother's wife who cannot receive 
Yipo. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>